0: You're listening to the nerd to know Media Network. Join us at nerd com. knowmediacom uh, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Anime Crash Course. Uh, Nerd to Media's anime book club, effectively. Uh, I am your humble host, Kev, and with me, I have two wonderful guests. Uh, To my virtual right, I have Kian. Hello. And to my virtual left, I have uh, Keith. Hello, everyone. Hey. Okay, so uh, this week, the topic of discussion at hand is the 2017 Kyoto Animation Anime Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Woo! Just big, hey. wholesome fun for everybody all around. Uh, okay, so, before we really kind of kick into it, let's. How about, we, how about we talk about what this show is actually about, huh?
1: Oh, God, where to begin?
0: Okay, we'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll just go broad strokes. Effectively, <laughs> so, the story of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid goes as such. You have your everyday salary woman, uh, Kobayashi, you know, loves drink, computer coder by day just a real, real every woman real every woman, uh, one day wakes up to go to work, opens the door what's at her door? a fucking dragon
1: <laughs> a big fucking dragon Dude. yeah a big dragon. one, like it's sitting on the ground its head is at the top floor of her apartment Shoot. building
0: five stories up um, after, you know taking a bit of time to process this she's like, no, nope, this is definitely a dream i like, so what can I do for you? <laughs> Uh, dragon <laughs> succinctly then just turns into an anime girl and is like yeah you invited me over i'm your maid now
2: yeah <laughs> can i just say like maid. sorry you go first keith oh she specifically asked do you want to be my maid to a dragon
0: <laughs> we'll get into
2: that that's later this is the first moment though <laughs> yeah. Sorry, spoilers
1: Yeah, yeah I want to say because Kev, I know off the air we were talking about how I've been watching Steins Gate where that oh, takes yeah. like four episodes oh, yeah. just to get its premise started This one gets it down in a minute and it's a good minute
0: <laughs> It is a solid, fast minute and there's your premise <laughs> and effectively, uh, wacky slice of life uh, kind of uh shenanigans ensue mm. and effectively that it's like, this is an anime sitcom, <laughs>
2: yeah, which is not absolutely.
0: something you actually see a lot of. Like, things tend to have a fairly, kind of, like, a lot of anime tend to have, like, a fairly kind of structured narrative through line. This is very, uh, scenario-based. But before we kind of get into the real meat and potatoes of the show, just, I always like to kind of do a little, a little bit of background on this. So, uh originally conceived as a manga written and illustrated and I swear to God, whoever this is this is gonna be terrible. Uh, by the manga author <laughs> Cool Q Shinja. Yeah. I'm having just that a shot in the dark at that.
1: Wouldn't you just love your first name to be cool? Like how I'm, much easier would life I'm be I'm
0: sure I'm sure this is a pseudonym which <laughs> balls the effort on him if he decided to put the word cool in his pseudonym.
2: It's all one word. It's all yeah. one word.
0: It's the best. Uh, originally <laughs> illustra- uh, written and illustrated by Kōki Shinja in uh, Fudabasha's monthly action magazine in 2013. Uh, and it's actually, it's still currently being uh, printed and published. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still ongoing. Um, so, you know, minor success there. Things are going well. In 2017, uh, well-renowned studio Kyoto Animations um, greenlight and produce a 13-episode anime series with an additional 14th episode being later produced for the Blu-ray release of the series later that year, um, with Yasuhiro Takamoto as the lead series director. So, there we have it. That's the anime. And one question, and I want to kind of make this a question I want to ask at the start of every show when it's available. Subs or dubs?
2: (laughs) I, I, I went with subs, but about halfway through, I heard about the Funimation dub and how hilarious that is. It's apparently a good dub, but they changed some of the translations and they put in this whole thing about Quetzalcoatl talking about the patriarchy and stuff. And- oh, really? <laughs> yeah. like Definitely after this, go onto YouTube and look up from um, best moments of uh, <laughs> Dragon Maid's Cause- dub. It's hilarious.
0: Because, yeah, no, okay, Almost- I, uh, I, I watched the sub. Oh, yeah? and i did after i again because i didn't know there was a sub until about yeah same about halfway through and when i was doing research for this and i just kind of looked up one or two clips if you, they make a how to train your dragon joke <laughs> so like they're <laughs> very tough and that's actually i think i love it when dub productions do that because there is a lot of japanese dialogue that does not straight translate Mm. Oh, absolutely! It, I always prefer when they kind of they, they take the liberty to actually Especially with comedy Man, comedy's hard to translate
2: <laughs> you, you absolutely have to localize it You can't just
0: Yeah, and on top of that I will put this prefix first I do not know Japanese <laughs> I have not learned it But just across my travels I do know that the Japanese love puns But Japanese puns
1: <laughs> Yeah so, so are, have you got like an example of a japanese no pun, i do or? not
0: because again <laughs> no idea of the language <laughs> but like it's, it's the sort of like wordplay where it makes no goddamn sense when you actually it's like it's japanese words that rhyme but if you were literally translated it, it it's just a it's just a random word soup uh, sentence
1: okay okay yeah i guess yeah i suppose comedy is kind of the hardest thing to get down in any genre without a language barrier anyway cause is quite subjective I can only imagine the nightmare of having to translate localised comedy through a culture barrier and a language barrier when it's yeah. already ridiculous into yeah. English that is it an illegal effort
0: No, I will say and this actually this it's funny to kind of think about this There's not, I can't think of a lot of like really, really strong comedy anime, which is very funny to say, considering we're on episode two of this podcast, and both (laughs) we're talking about are strong anime comedies.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the only other straight up comedy I can think of would be something like kind of Nozaki-kun, like something in a high school or something like that. And even then, that's very much its own subgenre. Yeah. You don't get a lot of like straight up comedies. Like, I think
0: the only other two I can think of, <laughs> Jeez, I've actually I've entirely forgotten the name, but it was like one of them was a very absurdist comedy, which you know works kind of oh. no matter what the style, and the other is Konosuba, which is effectively it's always sunny in the Feywilds. <laughs>
2: yeah, Ooh. I'm, I'm fully Cooly, as well. Fully would be very... will.
0: Okay, I'm I'm gonna put myself out there. I have not seen Fully Cooly. <laughs>
2: it's a very, very easy watch. It's like eight episodes and every episode, every second of every episode is pure gold. And that soundtrack is the best thing you'll hear. I've heard, I've
0: heard segments of the soundtrack actually. It does, like I know bits of the pillows and again, that's just kind of through cultural osmosis. Exactly, yeah. Like Uh, it, it,
2: yeah, it's just a strong contender for probably my favourite comedy and anime. It's like, it's very westernised though. It it, it all works suburb. dub so. Can I just illustrate something before you get onto your next point, Kev? Sure, uh, yep.
1: just because this has a dragon in it. This isn't a kids show. No god oh, no and no no. I feel no. like that is worth mentioning up front before we get any
2: further oh, believe into it. Me, it yeah. was
0: going to come up. <laughs> when
2: <laughs> when the Torre the first dragon appears and becomes a human essentially. Mm. The first shot of her is her chest. Like the the this show is typical like ecchi-moe, like fan service. It's not actually as overwhelming in the first few episodes, but later on there's the typical scene. Although I think it yeah. is, I think I
0: think in the first I think it might be the first episode where there is a scene where Kobayashi just strips her in a bar.
2: I forgot about Very that. Strange. Yeah, she just pulls her Just completely just bucks her front naked of her friend. Yeah. Which
0: yeah, very strange. Anyway, okay. We'll we'll <laughs> okay, back on track. Here we go. Oh yeah,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just I suppose kind of the next kind of thing to, to tap on with considering there's no kind of narrative through line, it's 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 a sitcom. Uh I suppose the best place to start is actually the characters, because they're kind of the core of uh the core of these kind of series. And God, I I think it's when I heard about this show first, you know, it seemed v- like it sounded off the cuff, very generic. Very horny and just, you know, <laughs> not. That, but when you watch it, it's really—it's got a lot of depth, actually, surprisingly for what it is. Uh, Boy, and I know. think that 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 does kind of stem from how they've they've built and structured these characters. Like I genuinely love Kobayashi as a lead because Absolutely. she's a lead you don't see a lot of in uh, in these sorts of etchy romance anime. Mm. Uh, like she is she For a start She's you know A full ass adult mm. Which is, mm-hmm. God Is always a refreshing But you don't get that pace. In a lot of
1: female characters In Japanese anime Unless yeah. they're like Mothers or something And even then like
0: Yeah and like Even just kind of like In, in this kind of genre Like it's Like the genre is completely Overpopulated by like You know High school setting So mm. Like it's stuff like this And like Wotakoi Where it's set Like in, a, in an office space With like Just a full With like just You know fully grown like 30 year old people that's the like that's obviously more relatable to me so mm. i always kind of latch on to that stuff but like you know first step she wakes up she's hung over she's got a bad back so like it's all these kind of like little things that like just kind of tell that's really just really tell you who the who she is um, and <laughs> which then works as a great like you know, she's got kind of tired kind of jaded kind of kind of sarcastic which is a fantastic character point to toru who is bubbly, energetic, chaotic, and wild.
1: Yeah, that's. Um, I'm having a hard time describing her because she's got the energy of like a wild eyed naive, but she isn't that necessarily. Like you said, chaotic's probably the best word to describe her.
0: Yeah, she's just kind of like, she's, she's really a. Just real kind of bubbly active and again considering this is a very you know a pretty adult show for adults with adults hey cool adults uh, like she she's she's been around the block she's she's a dragon she knows what's up
1: <laughs> <laughs> around a very very big block
0: just a real just you know quick fly around the block it's fine <laughs> um, and then like And then just as the show goes on, more characters and more dragons specifically get introduced. Uh, First off the bat being the truly adorable source of wholesome entertainment that is Kana. Bless her goddamn soul.
1: That's the baby Yoda. The 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 small child. I
2: I actually have to admit, I know it's it's a contentious thing, but I do not like Kana at all.
0: Really?
2: I, I have this like weird aversion to any like, the second, like they introduced, like a lolly character, and then just her introduction just turned me off like completely. Like just, I was like, she Fuck like this. She, but when then I've... she did develop more, and as a character, she progressed. Mm. But that first impression just stuck. with Oh me yeah, no, her. like when
0: you in a show like this, when you see a character like that, it's immediate red flags. <laughs> like mm. when you're exactly. like, oh, this is this is gonna go weird and uncomfortable real fast. But no, like I think they they keep her in her lane where they keep her, you know she kind of only ever really kind of interacts with other children. She kind of just does wholesome, cute kid things. And like, again, it's just a real kind of like, source of, uh, of wholesome entertainment in this show that I just found really sweet and enjoyable. And It's not entirely
1: wholesome, though. Uh, no. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but a lot of the comedy comes from like, Toru just after discovering something or figuring something out about the world, trying to explain it to Kana. Just, yeah. mm. it, 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 it's like in Futurama when Fry talks about the past and he's getting it completely wrong, even though he was there. It's that yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, me, the, what are
0: those metal boxes? Oh, they're cars. You need a license to drive them. How do they work? <laughs> Magic.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or the swings, the the human catapult
2: things. Oh God. Oh, uh, the seesaw.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Um, And then after her, we find out about Fafnir, who has my favorite introduction, which is just when, like, Kobi is like, what, how do, or Toru was like, how do I do anything? I'll call Fafnir. Kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, he's the other one who just turns up to the door.
0: I think, no, no, he, he shows up when they were invited to a party.
1: <laughs> yeah, he shows
0: uh, up. I like, know, but the
1: big... Feck off oh, yeah, dragon he, thing yeah, just up pops dragon, up at her like, like, do front have, door. Why
0: do I have to hide myself to people? People are below me. What? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, you got a fun like kind of sundere character in him, which is again a very again kind of breaking norms, having a a character be a male character.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, after- that's true. And he has an interesting journey of be appearing initially as an antagonist, and then sort of developing into sort of more of a. Teenage layabout type. Even, yeah. even, even. What's her name? Uh, Kobayashi. About nine, ep- eight episodes in, goes. What is even your character anymore?
2: <laughs> exactly. Who are
1: you? Dark, dark souls.
2: Um, dark souls and, and everything's good.
0: <laughs> hey man, you know, you just you find something in this world. And apparently, it's dark souls. <laughs>
2: That's
0: it. <laughs> uh, and then, after Fafnir, we have Ketkowaddle, uh, also known as Luca. And this is where I'm going to bring up probably my biggest criticism of the show. Mm-hmm. I really don't find her entertaining as a character, or at least what they did with her. But
1: as in her paired with the wizard boy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is this is the big one. So obviously there's humans being introduced as well to kind of pair with uh, each of the dragons. And her whole like her whole thing. It's the fact that when she is introduced, she kind of seems like a kind of an almost well-wise kinda of older sister vibe and like okay this is this is a, that can be a fun dynamic but about two episodes later she gets paired up like she literally just shows up in a child's house through a magic ruin and every scene with her from then on boils down to hey look how horny I can make this little boy and yeah. it wasn't funny the first time and I'll tell you right now it definitely wasn't funny the fifth <laughs>
1: Yeah, the last episode I got to watch before I was recording was they where they keep randomly cutting to him dreaming about being crushed by things.
0: Yeah, and,
1: yeah. I mean, even if you haven't seen it, you can probably guess
0: what it is. Yeah, just you know, big sand, big bags of sand. It yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's just, just it truly just seems like a waste of a character for a joke that like I just yeah, it just seemed it was just kind of unfunny now. In fairness to the show, it doesn't. At least, it doesn't take up a whole lot of real estate.
1: No, no, it's a, it sort of comes it's, and goes. Like, it's a cutaway gag. Uh, and yeah. So, like,
0: don't let like as unfunny as it as we've definitely made it sound. Don't let it put you off watching the show if you haven't thinking it. Because the core of the show is uh, about kind of Toru and Toru and Kubayashi's, uh, uh relationship, which I would like to then use to segue. Very briefly, or not even actually that briefly, just <laughs> very quickly, on to how how good I how and how surprised I was at how good the gay representation in the show was.
1: I was going to ask about that because, like, are they are they overtly it, saying that that is the way it is? Because they they it's it's a, kind certainly... of like it's, a,
0: it's a dance around kind of like in terms of like them being actually in a relationship, it's a dance around, but like. It's very, it's very implicitly said that both of them are attracted to each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they do say that up front in the first episode. Yeah. like she's like she says, "I love you," and it's in a Sexually. physical way. <laughs> like you know, it's not like sort of cutesy. We all have feelings. We love each um, other, best friends forever type thing.
0: Yeah, and like it's, it's not even like, and it's not even just kind of on her. Like it's, you can read into it between uh, Makoto and Fafnir as well. Like them having been roommates. And again, well, not implicitly, like you know, sexual. There's definitely like a connection there, and the two of them, like you know, are happy living being together, like that yes. close. Uh, and even as far as uh, Kana and the girl that's in her class.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh,
2: yes. which eco is it?
1: Well, yes. that was actually what kind of the, the most uncomfortable moment was when they go from like playing Twister to the video games. Or it's like that was the only kind of red flag moment. It was like, whoa, okay, I need an adult in this room.
0: Yeah, mm, there's one yeah. or two. I don't think like I don't think I I don't think it pushed the barrier too much. It, like mm. it, there was parts like it felt a little uncomfortable, but just kind of even just watching, you know, kind of the like this little girl being like, oh, I guess I guess this, I guess, I guess I want to, I guess I want to be with her. I guess I guess <laughs> I guess I want to hug her. I thought that was kind of funny and kind of cute.
2: <laughs> it, it it still did ju- ju- justify my stance in my yeah, head. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. Yeah, uh, you know the. It's just another thing to be like, you, you you're you're do, doing so well at being like an actual interesting character, and then that happens, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm probably, probably, I don't know how justified that is, but I'm 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 strong in my belief here. I'm grand. No, I thought. Yeah. I, I, no, so you go first, Kev. Sorry.
0: No, it's like I I I kind of liked the, uh, I don't know, just hell yeah. Go gay kids, that's kind of my stance.
2: <laughs> okay, that's yeah, fair I, enough. I can I, I can appreciate that too. Uh, what were
1: you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I suppose that's fair. I think I think in my head I my I kinda go to the fact that in a literal sense, the Dragon Girl character is probably like a few thousand years old and all that kind of stuff. And like you yeah. get that in Doctor Who now and again as well. If that context slips back to the front of your mind, it suddenly kind of makes things a bit iffy like
0: yeah I think that there is kind of and it, like I think it is kind of a personal um, pff, not bias but kind of a, a personal taste kind of issue where like I could push into the back of my mind because mm. she's completely if nothing shown to be uh, mentally and yes immature. in
1: fact I'm really glad you brought that up because like there are moments which reminds me of like bringing my young cousins around where they just go like Food, give me food, tug tug, book, give me book, tug tug. And that yeah. is how our character is without being stupid, but it's accurate wow. to what a six-year-old kid would be like, you know?
0: Yeah. What else have I got on this list? I've started jumping. And I around. should
1: maybe just while you're looking up your list, Kev, I should say I did really, really enjoy this show. It's um it's got a lot of heart and the titles of every episode are hilarious.
0: The, yeah, I, whoever was am- doing the title cards was self-aware.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah 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 what's well, like the, like it's like go to the beach the fan service episode comma basically like you know all this kind of stuff Every, i think that's not great crack that's
0: the one thing i'll give this show there is no they're not hiding any pretenses here this this show is exactly what it says it is on the tin
1: yeah <laughs> and i prefer thing. that honesty on it like you know because like i mean you and i can we watch the kind of mother's basement thing where hmm. they Sometimes it'll make itself out to be like an adventure show and it actually ends up being something else and that's a bit gross. But when it's honest about what it is and it sort of relishes in it, it's easier to kind of get on their wavelength, you know? Yeah,
0: like it's, it's, it's always easier to, like when you know a sh- what a show is, like I can happily watch trash. I can happily watch garbage. <laughs> I just have to know, I just have to know po-facedly that it is garbage going into it. I don't want to expect anything and then be disappointed. If I know yeah, something's yeah, yeah. going to be trash... I'm going to watch trash, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, but that's not to say obviously that's not to say this show is trash, and that is again as for all the reasons we've noted above as to why it's a really enjoyable to watch. The one thing that stands out is Kyoto Animation's animation. Oh yeah! Um, holy hell! Like I've these guys. I know we said it with uh, Madhouse last month but kyoto are another one of those studios that are absolutely like god tier animators the mm. the amount of depth they put into it and it's not it might not be entirely clear like but they've created some of the best looking shows like go look up clips of violet evergarden but it's one of the most lavish lavishly animated shows i've ever seen and while kind of on the surface actually doesn't seem like it would be one of those there is just flickers where you can just feel the animators being like, how about I flex for a second?
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 threw their budget at very specific scenes. But like every frame of like any Kyoto show you watch is like you could take any frame and it'd be like a perfect wallpaper. It's, yeah. It, it all looks great. Oh yeah. And
0: like it's 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 various kind of different styles of animation. Cause again, like mm. you know, most everyday it's got kind of you know that real Slice alive, real simple. Then sometimes for more tender moments, it's that real kind of heavily saturated, like shining light. And then once or twice they're like, How about we throw an action scene in here? And it is rivaling like
2: Dragon Ball Z finale levels, just <laughs> big. Yeah, except for the the battles last maybe a minute, a opposed to like, yeah. a, a, as opposed to Dragon Ball Z, that takes like seven episodes to do one battle.
0: <laughs> and you know what? There's a case to be made The Dragon Ball Z episodes should last a second.
2: <laughs>
1: I, 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 I'd argue that as well, yeah. But, like, I mean, it's kind of ties into the One Punch Man episode last week where it's like, it the uh, animation is top tier, but it's top tier used creatively. So, like, it's got that thing where it's like, you know, Uh, Saitama will be incredible detail one minute and then kind of pencil sketch the next and I think this does this as well with the dragons being incredible like Tales from Earthsea looking things but then when they're humans they're almost like kind of quite sketchily drawn and and that must be by design right?
0: Oh definitely and like I, I actually I forgot to mention this back when I brought up the original manga but when you look up the actual manga art style it's a very specific Uh, very round kind of cartoony style that's actually very different from what Kyoto went and did Uh, like it's very kind of bubbly just a real yeah real kind of rounded rounded edges bubbly style very sketchy looks Um, very 80s looks yeah it looks very 80s for me in 2013 and and actually just to say like I did actually read a couple of a couple of chapters of it and it's pretty it's very much the same uh, basic you know structure where it's you know just kind of chapters there's a little arc there's again chapters for like half a second episode right. uh, and it's yeah it's got a very kind of like very sketchy not perfect you know illustration style but what saves it is the framing <laughs> just no like and i mean like the paneling the, the the comic frame paneling like it's just they he, uh they <laughs> cool q sinja i'll get that name sometime uh, knows how to frame a co- like knows, knows the arts of comics, to know how to frame a joke on one page. Uh, okay. And like I think that that, that timing definitely kind of got uh, got translated like the timing definitely got translated over to the anime. but Kyoto definitely just took the structure of it and made it their own stylistically. for sure.:
1: Yeah. like watching it, you can tell it's based on a series of shorts because every episode. Feels like two two and a half little comics where they've kind of hammered a frame onto it. Again, it's a bit kind of a bit like what they did with One Punch Man, where it was like a whole lot of like a lot of the comics were not One Punch Man. Sorry me. Um, the one about the psychic by the same author. Oh, Mob Um, Psycho. Mob Psycho, yes. Mob Psycho. When you read it, is a series of like eight to ten page shorts, and they kind of hammered a shape into epis twenty minute episodes. It kind of feels like this got a similar treatment to that
0: yeah I think it can depend like if it's if it's depend, i think that kind of depends on the source like if a source is very ep- like episodic chapter to chapter, that's always going to shine through when you try to try to translate mm.
2: uh, and, and, and when they have maybe three minutes to spare in their time they, they they also do something that happens in manga a lot where it's like, oh I have four pages, I'll just put in a four page quick joke and that's mm. it
0: yeah and they,
2: they do that a lot. And especially in the later episodes, where there'll be just like halfway through, halfway through, or at the end, it'll just throw in an extra like here's a yeah. Well,
1: by like uh, over the halfway point, your cast of characters is. It takes till like episode eight for everyone in the intro to be there, as far as I know. I
0: was gonna, you know what? I was I only just spotted that. Now that we're about like halfway through recording, also Elma's in this show. (laughs) (laughs) A character that is very like consistently across the opening shows up maybe two thirds of the way through the show which is a real disappointment because i actually really enjoy her as a character
1: mm-hmm. yeah but they actually say that like again going back to the translated titles like um for her episode it's like elma shows up and then brackets like at last you know or finally, something like that yeah. finally yeah, yeah
0: and like again like she's kind of inserted you know as for a start being like the lawful good to uh (laughs) toru's chaotic neutral Mm. which is kind of a fun rivalry there and then having her kind of like be you know now in uh kobayashi's kind of office space learning you know how a human office works that's that's a fun Mm. dynamic and i really wish i could see more of that
1: that's true but at the same time her presence makes toru less likable to me at least So I'm glad she wasn't introduced in like episode three and that became like a huge ingredient of the series, you know?
0: Are you saying like that you don't like uh, Toru kind of as an antagonist in that?
1: Uh, I I don't like that Toru kind of gets jealous and is forced to be a less likable character, if that makes sense. I think they they used it as sparingly as possible, so it didn't bother me. But if it was a function of the series, that would get under my skin a bit.
2: I, I get that, I get that. Um, and and with Elma, like I go going back to how like Fafnir is cured by uh Dark Souls. <laughs> I, 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 Elma's the, like pure, like I'm here to save you. Stops the second she gets food, and I can really relate to that. <laughs> that like, Listen, whatever,
0: we all get Dude. that. Whatever, like whatever goal we had in mind, boy, as soon as a donut comes out, that whatever idea we had went out the window.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Can I just? Oh, sorry. You go yeah, first. No, no yeah. you you go ahead. No, I was gonna say the episode that really hooked me was uh, I think possibly episode six or seven where they go to Japan's equivalent of a comic con, uh and like you see the characters not only just sort of being able to kind of be themselves as dragons in an open environment because everyone's in costume, but also bringing up the fact that actually they're not comfortable hiding 100% of the time in the human world. I thought that was like a really, really nice emotional beat that was earned in a series that had been kind of frivolous, more or less up to that point.
0: You know, I entirely forgot about that part. That's like, again, I was like, what, I know that you bring it back to me. I like, I watched it. I was like, Oh, that's a really, you know, there is a fantasy world and characters are, you know, characters are obviously flagrantly traveling between whatever, you know, dimension barrier there is yeah but like they you know obviously people haven't discovered that yet so they're doing a good job at hiding it so it, yeah. it does a kind of it it's a little thing that kind of really builds out the world and the universe they've they've created
1: yeah and actually i love how big plot points are jokes like uh the rival elma was it she yeah. comes through because like she went to the uh, tower into the dragon world to get a snack like, that yeah. is just brilliant to me. <laughs> to win to win a sandwich-making competition or something. Oh, yeah, that was that one. You have nothing else to do on a Saturday? Do you like nerd
0: things? So check out Nerd Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., and then head over to com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd Media radio network. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: I suppose while we're kind of back on, back on the topic of plot, we'll go, we'll go on this. We'll go on this just to say, so, Kian, you have not finished the series.
1: No. I, unfortunately, I got to the Sports Day episode, but I didn't have time to get further than that, unfortunately. Okay. Because I cannot watch it around my baby for
2: all the reasons we've discussed.
0: <laughs> for literally the past, like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, that's valid.
2: Uh, Being a good parent stopped you from finishing this show. <laughs> Yeah, Which, hey
0: man, ain't that anime? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: but the la- i just kind of—I just want to kind of touch briefly on the the final episode, where you know a lot of it's kind of a pretty, pretty systemically uh, sitcom, you know, episode, episode 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 bit by bit. The last mm. episode really curves balls you with plot. Right. And for, I suppose for you, Kian, we will—I <laughs> will summarize thus. I am and, looking forward to this. So, last episode starts. Uh, Toru's dad, Damocles, the father of Demise, uh, shows, back up, shows up in the human world and takes Toru. Right. To, steals her back to, back to the dragon dimension. And there is a very dramatic ten-odd minutes where everyone in this world that we've come to know has to live without Toru. Kobayashi is basically going through loss, just living with Kana and just kind of going through the days and trying... Basically basically being subject for just becoming a single mother um, until effectively Toru escapes from the Dragon World, comes back, and then immediately Damocles follows her and they have to have a fight. <laughs> right. And, like, it's surprisingly heavy for... Like, it's surprisingly it's, it's like dramatic for the show that they kind of built... But I wanted to kind of use it to touch on how this show, while I haven't found any sources to really confirm this, it, it, it definitely uses, like, you can definitely read a lot of subtext.
2: <laughs> yeah, what there's is.
1: a, I mean, you can, any narrative where you have characters hiding their identity to blend into society yeah. will allow you to sort of project onto it, like X Men does it yeah. too. Which, you will inevitably hey, project onto it, kind of what you're looking for, like
0: yeah. Which hey, listen, fiction has subtext. Whoa is hardly a hot take, but, <laughs> but like, you know, in the narrative, it's that you know, her dad's telling her that dragons can't live between live among humans, and mm. you know, humans are lesser. And there is a very serious scene where this guy very much almost kills Kobayashi, in like. A blink, it's a whole thing, um. But like, it's almost pofacedly being a woman's dad not allowing her to be in a gay relationship. That's yeah, that's I what was, I read from it.
1: That it's as soon as you started describing it to me, I was like, yeah, I can see where this is going now. Uh, which is strange because there wasn't really an antagonistic force in the series up to that point. Everyone kind of took Toru on the second turn up, even uh Kobayashi's friend, whom she is consistently trying to kill, kinda accepted her for who she is.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like it's just just kind of touch on like that this show is definitely using like, for the most part is using its 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 narrative to convey a lot of these kind of things. I'd say a lot of, you know, young readers who are a lot of young people who are reading this probably are, you know uh experiencing very mm. similar events to this fantastic facsimile.
1: So I think like there is yeah, a lot of... Yeah, and you so don't, and a you don't get work. a lot of... Maybe, I would actually, Kev, I'll put this to you. Are there a lot of stories like this in Japanese anime? Because I've had lengthy discussions with Lisa on her podcast about kind of gay representation in Japanese culture. And it often pops up as a joke, but it seems to be rarely sincere unless you get your odd Yuri on ice. And even then kind of male gazy for lack of a better term. Yeah,
0: it does there's like there's a very different complex relationship that that Japanese material has. To, to homosexual relationships than Western mm. media. It's it's still complicated and sticky, but in a very kind of different light. Mm. And I do not, I'm not going to claim to know the first thing about Japanese uh, sexual politics. But I do know it's still, you know, it's not as openly regarded as it would be here in the West. Right. But it's not so much, ugh, in the same way, a lot, of, uh, a lot of things in Japan aren't, you know, openly and outwardly attacked and it's very kind of subtly suppressed. Homosexuality, the homose- homosexuality and thus is kind of in the same where nobody really kind of talks about it. You know, it, it comes up, but everyone's like, ah, oh, but that's just that. Like, it's, it's still, it's, an ish, it's a really big problem over there as well. Uh, now, okay. there isn't a whole lot and, that, like, there isn't a whole lot of sos that tackle it. Now, there is some. There is a handful of, you know, outwardly, uh, outwardly gay uh, romance anime. Like, I think the... Uh, like, but, again, only kind of a real select few that are actually sincerely about, the, about it and not, you know, playing it for laughs or playing it as... Well, that's just it, because drama. even
1: on Pokemon back in the day... I remember, kind of, they'd have these kind of jokes where they kind of existed to make kind of male antagonists uncomfortable. Not entirely unlike the way they they treat the boy who thinks she's got a demon who's possessing him. Uh, yeah. What's her name, Quetzalcoatl Kind of like that way, gay characters would exist to play that function.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's real uncomfortable and it's real weird.
2: Yeah, like the, the 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 Persona games do both. they both have like. Characters who Ugh. like it hints at that they are you know that 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 they don't have like that 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 they're either homosexual or bisexual or you know anything like that. But yeah. then and it'll be really sweet to them if they're like their main character. But the second it's a you know an NPC or like someone who's not important to the game, they tear it down with, like. Even oh, don't don't get me started on
0: up. don't get me started on gay gay representative gay rap in persona. Man, it's a it's a, it's got so much potential. Kanji is such yeah. a good character. Why I mean, can't you date boys in that game? I will make this <laughs> podcast about this. Don't, don't yeah, please don't.
1: yeah. I mean, I was going to save this for when we inevitably do our Fire Emblem game corner, but I was amazed that there was any gay representation within that.
0: Yeah, low,
1: based on kind of the way the kind of anime circus kind of treats gay relationships, like
0: yeah, um, no, it's 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 a real sticky issue, and I definitely want there to be more. And again, I find it just really hilarious that we are having this sincere, this sincere discussion on Japanese gender, gender and sexuality mm. politics in Miss Koba, in an episode about Miss <laughs> Kobayashi's Dragon Maid.
1: Well, I mean, there is something to be said for like, if the premise wasn't so high concept and ridiculous, you almost kind of wouldn't find an avenue from which
2: to kind of start this discussion, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I
1: get yeah, like, that.
2: A, a a a representation usually starts in either horror or comedy, and mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to start. It just like drops the idea. It's not like an overt drama about you know about mm-hmm. the politics of you know, you know about sexual politics or your parents not yeah. being into it or whatever. It it's it, like hits. and that's also another reason why Persona fails at it in so many ways. It it starts off like. Hinting at this, get again, it seems like there's going to be a big revelation, and then just leaves you on a dead note of, I guess, you know, we, we <laughs> tried Gold Star, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. big thumbs up, I guess. I think we're to pivot away someone. from
1: from this, just let's us talk about dragons again.
0: So actually, on the topic of specifically dragons, just one thing I noticed as I was as I was watching it, uh, most of the dragons in this show are in fact based off of actual mythological dragons.
1: Well, Into yeah, themselves. I noticed Quetzalcoatl, because that's yeah. the famous one, obviously. But who are the other ones? Actually, I think I found that the most obvious one was Fafnir. Uh, Fafnir is yeah. a
0: Norse dragon. Oh, yeah, that name does ring a bell. Yeah, so Fafnir is a Norse dragon. Uh, Quetzalcoatl is uh, the feathered Aztec dragon, one of their major mm. pantheons. Uh, Kanna is actually based on Kanna. And actually, they mention it, I think, that her second name is in the show Kamui. Uh, and Kanakamui is an Ainu dragon. Uh, Ainu people, just in case you don't know, because it's not brought up a lot, they are a um, a civilization of people that originated in North Japan They were kind of a combination of Japanese and Russian societies, but because of uh, big reasons, they'd be likened to you know, Aboriginal Australians or Native Americans. Uh,
1: the big racist, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. so, like, is are we to, like, assume that the dragon's heritage are supposed to inform their characterization, or is that just, like, kind of picking famous ones or that kind of thing? A little bit, actually.
0: I think it sounds like... It sounds as if it's kind of picking famous ones, but there is, like, Kanakamui is mythologically... A, a lightning dragon, and Fafnir would have been a very destructive force.
2: So, like, there is a, yeah. bit, of, there is a bit of a give a take. Him playing what, Dark Souls definitely has a Norse twinge to yeah. it.
0: But, like, that, it'd be want... more
2: in the... Sorry, it, it'd be more in their character design, I'd imagine, and their colour... Te- like, 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 the, the character's colour team, specifically, mm-hmm. where a lot of their name influence comes in.
0: Yeah, I think what, what it led me to was... Uh, Having it, having this be a world where these, like you know, the the same myths that would exist in our world exist, but in this world, you know, they're real and have been wandering the earth for millennia, (laughs) just kind of being (laughs) spotted by these by these various societies. Mm. Um, The only two then out of the dragon cast that really didn't have a a that don't seem to have a kind of a, a a mythological counterpart are Toru and Elma. And I kinda had a bit of a dig around to see if I could see if I could find any, any info on this. There's really not much on Elma, but like it is very distinct that she is a water serpent. Hmm. But like as far all under my research I can find one that kind of like was one to one and Toru being, you know, in dragon form, like a very stereotypical large western fire breathing dragon. Like, without a name to attach it, there's really no uh, there's really no kind of a counterpart to to true. be apparent. well
1: true but there's lots of narratives where you have like order dragons and chaos dragons and usually there's like yeah. a balanced dragon in between so it could just be a like i think tales of mercy again had that so i think it could just be a dragon trope if not a specific yeah. cultural cipher like but that's like, again
0: out of all of them she's the only kind of specifically western dragon we see mm. so i think like she could be kind of representing a whole but that's, that's you know, that's just a theory. <laughs> just just <laughs> an anime theory. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get sued. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: just before you move on to the next point, can I just give a shout out to the music? Both the intro and the score are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, the, the score is great. Like, it's got this sort of Professor Layton... Uh, wind rises type feel to it where it's played on wind instruments and it's I'd very say, kind of it's, it's, airy it's actually, and breezy like
0: i'd even say it's it's a very versatile soundtrack like it it mm. really kind of does when it does what it needs to when it needs to like you know the comedy i would said very kind of airy light you know bubbly but then like you know the kind of the more serene kind of romantic moments have you know a very kind of like orchestral very love soundtrack and you know the dramatic moments have a big boisterous hmm uh go off with <laughs> it so like it, it is very kind of a it is a it's a very versatile soundtrack uh with create composed by uh masumi ito just uh just to shout out that like <laughs> that's that's one thing i want to kind of do i really want to kind of uh, get the get the names get the name recognition out
1: mm, of course uh, for these and any other scores by masumi Ito that i can look up do, 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 that is a good question <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's a good question that'll, that'll be my homework for next that's, week
0: I'm just going to keep saying that's a good for question until, uh, until I
1: <laughs> well then we'll segue out of that <laughs> page I dug you in into the intro it's one of my favourite anime intros I've seen in a long time because it is incredibly honest about what it is if you know what I mean
0: oh yeah but doing it with some of the most surrealism, some of the most yes. surreal imagery I've seen in an in, in intro. Like that, that like text kind of that kind of goes off the mm. screen.
1: Yeah, or like Crazy. her head growing out of a tree. That reminded me a lot of like the early YouTube stuff, like where you just see people just making shapes out of things because they had the technology too. like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like this is, again, it's, it's definitely just like they they saw an avenue where like, okay, we're making a really bubbly kind of com- a comedy show. Let's just flex in the intro and just have like I, I an old was... film reel with all their faces. Or mm. have Fafnir's head start blooming out of flowers.
1: Yeah, or that little kind of weird almost borderline belly dance they do where they keep flipping between them and the dragons and all
0: that oh, kind of stuff. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the little wiggle.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. it. And the people tea posing into the sky is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised at how much I really liked the intro. I was not expecting it to oh for me to watch it for every single episode, but I did. I usually don't.
0: It's just it's it's it's, it's a tone set, it's a really good tone setter. Like it's it's that light upbeatedness that just kinda of like gets you prepped to be like, you know, just kind of in a good fun
1: mood. And it sh- it should be worth saying this is not a show where the tone is easy to pin down by any means.
0: I I don't know. I I'd stick my cl- my claim. I'd stick my flag in saying that like this is a pretty consistently just kind of upbeat show, barring what I mentioned about the big dramatic ending. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I must say if I haven't said it already, I. Vote, I was the one dissenter who voted against this after last week's episode and I'm really glad I lost. This okay. was great fun.
0: So for transparency for the audience, mm. I have been, for, for this episode, I selected a, a handful of <laughs> anime to present to the cast. <laughs> and I would like to let it be known that I chose uh, Cowboy Bebop and Yami Shibai. <laughs> And the overwhelming votes went to Kobayashi Dragon Maid.
2: Okay. So yeah, I, I was the lone dissenter who voted for <laughs> KOI <Kaway> Bebop. <laughs> so, I, I would have voted for Bebop if I hadn't seen it already. And if Lisa hadn't talked about, like, dragon titties. That's her words. The dragon titties. Of yeah, it, you know, okay, that's for that. This yeah, you have so my we're attention. Gonna
0: start, we're going to start throwing shade on Lisa and Katie now. You know, they're the ones that were gung-hoing dragon titties. And now they're not here.
1: Just,
0: you know, <laughs> even three lads talk about horny dragon on a mate yeah, wrong and wrong. to discuss I'm not gender
1: politics
0: <laughs> yeah. they'll you know what? we'll We'll find something to get them back for next week. For next.
1: Month. We'll throw this theme into their lap like a grenade, no matter what the next episode is about, <laughs> okay.
0: so uh, to kind of to start kind of wrapping things up, so as it stands, as we mentioned earlier, the uh the manga has been still ongoing in a variety of forms actually the main series is still in publication but the same author now is also producing two side series uh based in the same universe so one kind of more focusing on kana and one more focusing on elma um and it was later revealed i as far as i know last year that a second season had in fact been greenlit uh however and this is where things take a tragic turn um on july 18th last year uh, kyoto animations was the victim of a uh, terrible arson attack uh killing 35 of its staffers and irreparably damaging a lot of uh produced work in the studio uh, and unfortunately one of the victims was uh, in fact uh, Yasuhiro Takamoto the, the the series director so as of right now between you know the death of the lead series director and the just the, the uh, just the kind of the current state of the studio still reeling and still trying to to pick up the pieces of, of where it is the uh, current uh, state of a sequel series is up in the air and truly just for the, for the talent that every, like having seen a handful of the series that the studio produces, I really hope that they can bounce back because like one thing Kyoto Animations is specifically as a production studio, they consistently make series that bring joy, I
1: think. Like what they're, other kind of what what kind of titles? So have ones, they one like, like uh,
0: another one would be Violet Evergarden, which is a very kind of like very sincerely heartfelt romance story, hmm. uh, kind of a period piece, or a uh, series like K-On! or Nichijou or Lucky Star, which are very bubbly, energetic comedies. Hmm. Um,
1: and as you said, those those are hard to come by.
0: Yeah, and like Kyoto definitely have a kind of a pedigree for for having that having definitely that 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 set mood, and Kobayashi. Absolutely, you know, fits in with that repertoire. So, but well,
1: it think... is a terrible, it is a terrible tragedy that likes. Uh, because, like, I mean, even though that wasn't a, a malicious attack, I felt the same thing when I heard about uh, Ardman burning down and like all of the Chicken Run characters yeah. getting destroyed. Like, it's terrible when a company that specifically exists to bring joy to loads and loads of people is the victim of something like this. And I think like. I mean, thank God, like you, you have Country Roll and stuff. But like, I think we should support kind of studios like this in so much as possible when they need us, because like, uh, we've gotten a, by the sounds of this episode, we've gotten a lot of joy from this show, and I really hope that they're somehow able to bounce back. Not just because I want to see more, but because you want them to be well, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. I think I think it'd be it's yeah, no, it's definitely like to look on this as much as you can look on this, uh, the tragedy as, as uh, just kind of uh, with, with sadness and anger, rightfully so, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's always kind of good to look at what they, like what in this, in this scenario, what they produced and yeah. celebrated. I think that that's kind of, and that's, that's, that's one thing I was thinking when I was doing my research is I wanted to use this episode to, to celebrate the, uh, the talent and creativity on display here, because If we've mentioned nothing else, this is a show brimming with talent and absolutely overflowing with creativity.
1: Yeah, this definitely feels like a production where you could tell everyone was enjoying themselves. I mean, I know there's like a lot of like kind of behind the scenes stuff in any Japanese anime with Crunch and all that kind of stuff, but at certainly at the top level of this, it seems like everyone involved with this was really giving it their all, and like it just radiates joy like i really enjoyed looking forward to this to watching this every single time like
0: yeah for sure for sure uh okay so i suppose just we'll throw out there does anybody have any uh final thoughts on this um watch
2: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like typically i'm not into like moe etchy stuff like this but i it was a lot of fun, and I can imagine, like, after you watch something fairly heady, it would be a nice, relaxing. I also want to point out that it was directed by the same guy who directed Full Metal Panic. So, that's all. Oh, really?
0: I, how did I miss? Because I looked up a couple of his credits, and he was a lot of lead animated. He was lead animated a lot of projects. Let I don't me know just how I missed
2: Oh, yeah, no, Tim. Jeez, I completely overlooked I, that, I, I'd then. i say his name, but um, I, I would absolutely butcher it, and I don't want to... You know, I, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to do that to myself. Uh, once again, that is Yasuhiro Takamoto. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's for sure just like, you, even if you just like watch an episode at a time, just, you know, take 20 minutes and just, just have a fun time. You could, you could very easily just like watch a random episode as well and just have a, have a good time.
1: Yeah, it's a shame there's only one series, I mean, I know we got into the circumstance around it, but this feels like a series that, assuming the quality stays high, I could just go and go and go, because Again, like, I found I found myself just watching 10 minutes here one night, and then 30 minutes the next night, and not beholden to even episodes, I felt like, oh, I'll just watch one skit, I'll just watch this, and there's very yeah. few anime shows like that.
0: Well, you know, for if you're you know, if you're really feeling more, there is the manga which as I mentioned, is currently running up to 20 volumes wow. uh, and is still in publication. So like if you want the more kind of piecemeal, there's you know, you can you can look at a chat, you can just read a chapter at a time of the manga and get, you know, same kind of 5-10 minute experience. <laughs> so like that is there as well if you if you really yeah, uh, if you really want more. Uh okay, so I suppose in wrap up. So for those of you that have listened and you know feel like you really do want to uh want to continue you want to actually watch it uh, by our recommendation as f- uh, it is currently streaming on crunchyroll and funimation with funimation having the dub uh we're not sponsored don't don't we're not <laughs> plugging, please I, I just want i just want people to know kind of where you can where you can access it um, but
1: if you want to sponsor us, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we 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 will, shill. We yeah, will yeah, yeah, yeah. shill. I mean, you've gotten every other YouTuber you might, I mean, we're just sitting here, you know,
0: we're just, we're just, you know, I mean, we're just on the east every coast YouTuber of is island. either Audible
1: or, or Crunchyroll and like, we'd be more open to you. Audible can reach out first, so better hurry up, like.
0: You know what? I'll take, I'll take Crunchyroll over Amazon.
1: That's. The... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No arguments. So
0: i suppose uh okay so in wrap up uh kian is there anything you would like to plug for the end
1: uh that you mean not involved with kobayashi like
0: i mean if you've got more kobayashi thoughts (laughs) 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 all right i'll
1: say at the time of recording uh episode nine of the game corner has gone out it's got a comedian named alex j Byrne in it and uh a wonderful internet guy, Neil Cochran, where uh, the show has been really picking up a lot of hype recently. So if you want to check it out and listen to us talk about games during the lockdown, or indeed, if you fancy trying your hand at being on a podcast, uh, hit me up on the game quarter. I love hearing from new people. So I'm just going to say that there. Thank you.
0: Awesome, man. Sounds great. Uh, and Keith, do you have anything you want to plug for us?
2: Um, my, uh, my, my my band, Horrenda, is dropping an album on the 3rd of July. I think it's the 3rd of July. It'll be on Bandcamp, Spotify, and all that. If and then,
0: I'm not mistaken, that comes out. If I'm not mistaken, actually, the episode, this episode will be out by then.
2: Oh, so thanks. Like <laughs> um, and the, that, the last thing I want to show is something that I'm not even involved with, is the new conspiracy podcast on nerd to know media i'm loving it oh that.
1: i've been listening to that that's fantastic yeah
2: so oh, i yeah. highly recommend oh, 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 i sorry I, I i don't know the name of it i'm terrible at this oh uh but, into the unknown dara's one into the unknown yeah exactly into the dark? Dark one into into the dark i think that's it um, uh, from the dark from the dark we, we No, we're all on
0: the network you think we know the names
2: it's <laughs> mm. it's it, 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 i i I I love it. I I I thought it was a lot of fun. The live streaming it is great crack, and anyone who wants to get like, you know, wants to talk about conspiracies, join the live chat and have fun. Yeah,
1: and if you can't catch it live, watch it on YouTube because I tried it on Spotify, and you guys talk about visual sources and stuff, so it's well worth going the extra mile to go to YouTube. Like,
2: yeah. That, 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 that definitely, the show is more formatted for a visual thing, because they mm. up bring up docs and references. But I suppose if you've already researched the, the topic, you can probably go off it. But they're pulling mm. up stuff I haven't even heard of before. And it's, it's Dara's, got,
0: Dara's got like fingers and a lot of pies. He, he has a lot
2: of deep cuts.
0: He's also in that <laughs> band I'm in, so. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing, man. That's really, really cool. Uh, obviously, I,
2: oh, sorry. And I'm working, uh, I'm playing bass on his new solo album that's coming out as well. there has a solo album?
0: I have not yeah, heard he, about
2: that. He's working on everything. Does. Hot damn.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, our, our almighty Ubermensch is truly a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's fuck that's great, man. Um obviously don't forget to check out Lisa's show doing for the exposure. Sorry, awesome. Katie's show doing it for the exposure, Lisa's show straight out of canto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously just Annie, all the other shows on the Nerd to Know Network, they're they're all incredible. Like Kean and everyone else is doing truly fantastic work. It's we're having a great time over here. Uh, and you
1: are too, Kev. Don't sell yourself short, like Oh, thank you, oh, thank you. I am
0: <laughs> I am humble. Is my ne- No, I'm not. I'm I'm I am I am an ego. I am an egoist maniac, and I will take the praise. (laughs) Uh, This is a very honest show. In so, (laughs) thank you all for listening. This has been Anime Crash Course, and we will see you all next month. Bye bye. Bye. Bye
2: -bye. See.